So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. Still joined the studio here by Anne and Shane on the other end of the Skyplan. Shane, maybe a few words you might want to share with us uh, before we go for our, our interviews uh, about Mission Sunday, please. Yeah, um, I suppose it's just it's just a reminder to people that today is Mission Sunday. Sorry, I'll jump my desk is creaking. So, so today is Mission Sunday. So the question is, well, what does that mean? So it's a, we celebrate it every year. And it is the day that the church sets aside where we're encouraged to pray and also to support the idea of mission. Uh, that is reaching out, the, the, the external mission, the, the technical term in the church is the mission at extra, the mission going out from the church, because that is ultimately the command that Christ gave just before his ascension in the gospel, where he instructed his disciples to go out, baptizing all those you they meet in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and spreading the good news. Now, in addition to that, in addition to the normal um, uh, Mission Sunday celebration that we have this year, where the theme is baptized and sent the Church of Christ on mission in the world, Pope Francis had also dedicated the month of October uh, as an extraordinary month of mission to try and highlight the importance of mission, which, of course, is, is interesting timing, given that the Synod on the Amazon is currently happening in Rome at the moment. So Pope Francis had issued a message for um, for Mission Sunday. He issued it actually back in June. And it's an interesting one as well, because, of course, it's also the 100th anniversary of the letter uh, Maximum Iliud of Pope Benedict the Fifteenth, which was issued in November 1919, where Pope Benedict set up the whole Mission Sunday idea in the church's calendar. So that's that's also feeding into the whole um, celebration that's been marked this year. So we had a tradition in Ireland of um, people going out on the missions. That was, you know, for many years in terms of priests, brothers, and of course, most importantly, the religious sisters, um, all over the world, working in places far flung in Africa, in Asia, in South and Central America, and even, you know, and even on the mission, if you like, to England and the United States, where they were supporting the Irish expat community. Sadly today, I think at this stage, the uh, the active missionaries overseas, Irish missionaries overseas, is down to around the 1300 mark. So that is Irish men and women who are members of missionary congregations that are still overseas and actively in ministry. Of course, over the years, it's also changed because you've also had um, the involvement of, young, of lay people. So I myself was with the volunteer missionary movement. You also have Vittori Christie. And then you have the various associations associated with the missionary orders like the Columbans, the Mill Hills, the Kiltegans. So uh, lay people that want to associate themselves with the work of those missionary congregations. But I suppose the question for us this Sunday, and it's something just to think about as well, is, well, what does it mean to be on mission? Because some would say now that Ireland today is mission territory. You know, we're no longer in a situation where it is there's cultural Catholicism to support the faith in this country. And some would say that's probably a good thing um, because it means then we have to make more of an effort. It's not just something you do to be socially acceptable or because it's expected, but because you want to. We have to make a commitment as individuals if we want to practice our faith. But, and, but it's an interesting one. Reflecting on the message of Pope Francis for this Sunday, 
Um, a couple of things just that struck me, and it's 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 an interesting one as well. There's one paragraph of his letter which particularly stood out for me, <clears throat> and it says. This missionary mandate touches us personally. I am a mission, always. You are a mission, always. Every baptized man and woman is a mission. People in love never stand still. They are drawn out of themselves. They are attracted and attract others in turn. They give themselves to others and build relationships that are life-giving. As far as God's love is concerned, no one is useless or insignificant. Each of us is a mission to the world, for each of us is the fruit of God's love. Uh, And and God never takes back his gift of life. And this life is bestowed on us in baptism. So I taught myself, you know, there's an awful lot there that we could reflect on in terms of the idea of sharing, to go on mission, I suppose to sum it up in its its simplest terms, is to share our faith. We're and that's what we're actually called to do. We're, we are you're, you to be Christian is to be in community and to be in communion. You know, we receive the gift of faith freely, and we're asked to share it freely. And our relationship with God is not something which is simply private but is always in relation to the other and in relation to our community, which we call the church. And we're asked, I suppose, to share that in whatever way that we can in our own you know, age and stage in life. You know, it's not everyone that can get up and get on a plane and <clears throat> travel to far-flung lands to support people and, you know, you know and, all, and all that kind of thing. Each of us has to find our own mission, our own way of sharing that good news and it could be something as simple as looking after someone that needs a little assistance that might might have someone to help them out it could be a case of welcoming someone into our lives that maybe needs a bit of support it could be maybe doing something in the community that reaches out to the other and the question for each of us on this mission sunday is twofold it's a what is my mission what is my mission in life? But also, B, how can I support our communities to be missionary communities in terms of maybe, A, supporting those that are actually overseas on the missions and the young churches and the young faith communities, which do need support, both material and spiritual, but also how do how as we as community now in Ireland today where it's no longer the cultural norm, how do we as faith community witness to that in the communities and the communities that we live in and also share the joy of it? Because I think one of the key things that comes out for me in, in, in the message from Pope Francis um, this year is particularly that joy of mission and sharing that good news. And I suppose, John, for me, on this Mission Sunday, and you know, as we think and we pray for the missionaries that are overseas, um, you know, we keep them in our we keep them in our prayers. Mo- some of them are probably families and f- family and friends of ours, and we also remember the young churches, particularly those in difficult places like, for example, Pakistan or China or part the the, the conflict hit parts of uh, Africa or Central America. 
And, you know, we, 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 we think also ourselves in terms of those, but also our wider community here in the Diocese of Limerick as well. Shane, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for, for leaving us those thoughts. So at this particular stage, we might listen to, again, the two reflections by Sister Patricia Hogan and Theresa Byrne, who are Good Shepherd Sisters. I might have said solutions at the start of the programme. Good Shepherd Sisters. They shared with me during the week their thoughts around mission. This morning being Mission Sunday, uh, we have a guest joining us for the first time, actually, this morning. I'd like to welcome onto the programme Sister Patricia Hogan, who's a Good Shepherd Sister currently based in Limerick. Good morning to your sister. Good morning. How are you? John? Good. Thank you very much, dear sister. Sister, we asked you to come on. Uh, I know you're a good friend of, our, of of my colleague Shane Ambrose, and we asked you to come on really to to share with us maybe a few thoughts you might have on Mission Sunday. Where would you like to go? All right, I'll try that. So, good morning to all on this Mission Sunday, 2019. My first thoughts when asked to contribute to this reflection were. Baptized for mission, a word of St. John used. And then, missioned means sent. And to my joy, I saw that our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has taken baptized and sent the Church of Christ on mission in the world as the title for his apostolic letter for today. So, baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, to be led by this spirit to make the Father's love a reality for those we encounter. Well, I was baptized some 76 years ago, and little did anyone present know where the spirit would eventually lead me. I was 17 when I felt the pull, when I felt drawn to give glory to God somehow by my life, and thought that to do so wholeheartedly, I must be a missionary as we used to express it then. In other words, go on mission in far-off lands. Having at the time a relation in a Good Shepherd convent in Burma, Myanmar, I chose the Good Shepherd way of life to begin my journey. My first steps were in France, England, and Wales, before embarking further afield. Lebanon at that time was still peaceful, and was a 50-50 Christian-Muslim country. There I encountered the pain and suffering of girls, most of whom had come from nearby countries and had been placed in families as domestic workers where they had either been abused or got into trouble and needed to be protected from the risk of honor killings. Through education, often simply learning to read and write, these girls were prepared for a better future, and everything possible was done for family reconciliation, when at last we could rejoice with the Good Shepherd who had found his strayed sheep. There, too, I understood in a deeper way what it is to respect each person for who that person is, notwithstanding what that person may have lived. The Lord next called me to be his presence in Egypt, a mainly Muslim country, and a country which has unfortunately become more and more radical. What can a missionary do in such a country, you might ask? Well, be. Yes, 
be the person that shows who a Christian is. Note that I speak of Christian rather than Catholic in these countries, simply because there are so many more Christian traditions other than our Catholic one. A Christian believes, and because she believes, she encourages others to believe in God, a God who is loving, forgiving, compassionate, and has an ear open to people's needs. This is often done more by attitudes and actions, or rather, even more so than by words. So, through teaching, parish work, care of the sick, the aged and the dying, the love of God for his people was shared. Sudan was to be another experience, another in the sense of a deeper experience. To witness the circumstances in which the internally displaced people, largely women and children, lived. Many of the men had lost their lives in the civil war, which raged in the country for 21 years. And to see the struggle to make a living for those families, to be part of a church's effort to educate generations deprived because of being constantly on the move to empower women through the acquisition of useful skills and feel one is an integral fragment of a church which is constantly striving to better the lives of people and help them to own their faith, which in a sense was all they had left, was for me an invitation to own the words of the hymn, I the Lord of Sea and Sky. I the Lord of Sea and Sky, I have heard my people cry. I, the Lord of snow and rain, I have borne my people's pain. I have wept for love of them. They turn away. Whom shall I send? This was especially so when I experienced life in El Fasher in Darfur. These years abroad in all 56 were, thank God, an essential preparation for my mission since my return three and a half years ago. With the inpouring of refugees from war-torn countries, I am able to be of assistance to a family from Syria. Having some understanding of their culture, their religion, and a working knowledge of their language, Arabic, I can help them to feel a little less uprooted, and they are aware that God loves them through the community which has received them. There is lots more to be done. Through St. Vincent de Paul, I am about to have more contact with migrants and hope to make some prisoners regain the self-respect, which will be a call, a step to turn round, respect others, believing that God loves us all and eventually make a better world. So today, 59 years from the day I entered religious life, I continue to say, Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord, if you lead me. I will hold your people in my heart.
So we're grateful to Sister Patricia Hogan uh, for sharing some thoughts with us on Mission Sunday. Also during the week, I made contact with Sister Teresa Brown, who's also a Good Shepherd sister, and who also spent over 50 years on mission between Egypt and Sudan. So now let's listen to Sister Teresa as she shares her thoughts on this Mission Sunday. The Mass is ended. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. This is our mission as we leave the Church. We have heard the Word of God. We have received the body and blood of Christ. We go home and live the Word of God, share it with others, serve the Lord, forgive others, be good to all who need goodness, pardon anyone we may have hurt, live in peace with all. The title for this October's missionary month is Baptized and Sent, the Church of Christ on Mission in the World. In his message for Mission Sunday, Pope Francis speaks of the urgency and necessity of prayer because prayer is the heart of the church's mission. He speaks of the importance of renewing the church's missionary commitment and giving fresh evangelical impulse to her work of preaching and bringing to the world the salvation of Jesus Christ who died and rose again. In the past, we spoke a lot of going on the missions. The history of Irish missionaries goes back centuries. It is estimated that between 1920 and 1970 alone, over 30,000 men and women answered the call to go and preach the good news to all nations. Young people were fired by this desire to go and spread the good news. This has all paid off, as in Africa and Asia, vocations are blooming. A seed was sown. The Lord of the harvest saw to its fruit. Our Holy Father announced this October 2019 as an extraordinary month for mission, a month of prayer and action for the faithful to rediscover the meaning and importance of mission in the modern world. The Church's missionaries today are mostly laymen and women who give years of their lives to serving the poor and abandoned of the world. We think of organizations like Goal, Trocara, Concern, and many more who are caring for thousands of people in the poorest areas of the world. To be a missionary, leaving family and friends to start life anew in a strange country a strange culture is challenging. But all of us, baptized Christians, are on a mission. We all have a part to play. 
Together we are mission is a message for everyone as we support and help all those in need around us. For those who, because of illness or infirmity, are unable physically to reach out to others, there is always the most important message of prayer, a mission open to all. And we'll finish off uh, part two with a piece of music, uh, Sister Patricia Hogan's choice. Uh, Here I am, Lord, and this time it's sung by the choir of Hexham Abbey. So listen to this, please. <laughs> 